It was a fantastic day yesterday in Vermont. It was uh, opening day of bass fishing. And also Vermont honored everybody with a very free fishing for uh, freshwater. Absolutely no license required. And a very good turnout. I got a lot of emails. I have a lot of photos from our uh, Vermont listeners on Facebook on the outstanding catches for opening day on bass. You'll find that most of your New England states have one during the summer, a free fishing day or a free fishing weekend. And also, now they've added on a free ice fishing day or an ice fishing weekend. We try to keep you abreast of that on the outdoor scene. And also, it's on all the abstracts that are right on the website also. If you go to the left-hand side of the website... All the state DEMs are right there, including the state of New York. Uh, We've got this week a fantastic report that was sent to us. I'm part of the loop now. And uh, Mr. Rory Carroll, Assistant Professor of Biology at Southern Arkansas, and worked hand-in-hand with the University of New Hampshire, comparing DNA from bobcat skulls collected from the 50s and 60s, to the DNA of the latest batch of bobcats that they have samples of from 2010 to 2017. Total, total distinctive differences in the type of animal, especially on the habitat and what they've adapted to uh, on their diet. It's really amazing how this... uh, animal, the bobcat, has evolved, especially here in New England. As you know, I uh, was part of the fight a couple years ago in New Hampshire to start the first trapping season on bobcats. It was limited to 50 bobcats statewide, and then at the last minute, they pulled the plug on it. Now, Connecticut has uh, put uh, uh, GPS and other type of monitors on over 100 bobcats in the state of Connecticut. And now they're getting a lot of information, and Rhode Island, I believe, is doing the same thing now. It's a population that's really exploding, and as far as I'm concerned, it should be part on a limited basis for the professional trapper. Otherwise, the nuisance complaints are really going to explode on this species. They are really adapting, and... uh, a very varied diet, including white-tailed deer. For much of the 20th century, snow cover limited the northward movement of the bobcats, where the lynx were better adapted to the deep snow. But Carroll has proved that this uh, climate change has reduced snow cover across the region, making the habitat in northern New Hampshire more suitable for bobcats At the same time, the human development exploded in the southern tier of the state. Uh, Major roadways, especially parts of I-89, were also found to be barriers to bobcat movement across the landscape. In addition, Carroll's analysis found that bobcat numbers declined from the early 50s through the late 60s, but his samples from 2010 to 2017 are showing an upward population trend. Part of the reason for the increase in the bobcat diet shifted from the 50s to today 
were seeing more and more indirect human subsidies in their diet. They aren't eating from our dumpsters yet, like a black bears have adapted to do, but they are feeding on those animals that thrive because of what we waste. They're also having a heyday with the explosion of the squirrel population, especially the gray squirrels, and they're more abundant than they used to be. In the 50s, the bobcat's diet was almost exclusively rabbits, but now many of them specialize in squirrels. The abundance of squirrels may help to explain why southern New England bobcat numbers are also on the rise, despite the dense human population. Carroll said that his results highlight the significant impact that humans have on wildlife populations. As human populations continue to grow and we continue to alter landscapes, the negative effects we have on wildlife species also will increase. He said all signs, all signs point to a robust bobcat population right now through the entire state of New Hampshire, but because they have such large ranges, they are always susceptible to environmental changes brought on by humans. Again, the explosion of this population, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Hampshire, it is really quite a successful story. Uh, the other thing adapting to that, too, is the bobcat part of its diet that's not included in this article will go hand in hand with a lot of the species. Uh, you take uh, some of the foxes, some of the mink, and some of the raccoons had a tremendous problem with mange. So if you take them out of the uh, predator equation, the bobcats really excelled, and at the same time, the National Wild Turkey Federation had an explosion and a successful program of relocating turkeys, wild turkeys, on all the New England states. Uh, that program started in the early 70s and now has exploded. Uh, Rhode Island has a population of about 6,000. Uh, Connecticut has a population of 35,000. Maine, 65,000 or more and New Hampshire, Vermont, and Mass are exact, exact same thing. I believe Mass is over 35,000 now, too. So all the different stages of the wild turkey's uh, growing season, from eggs to poults to yearlings to uh, regular adults, have added to the bobcat diet also. And they are very good opportunists. Uh, there's a lot for them to feed on throughout the uh, New England region, and especially New York, too. So that's what's happening with that bobcat explosion. Uh, we also had three or four emails this week on the fisher, and a lot of people misidentify that. It's not a fisher cat. It's one of the largest members of the weasel family. And uh, I think on next week's show, we're going to do an in-depth report uh, 15 minutes or more, maybe talk with a biologist on the growing population of fishers. And there again, that's another animal that was reintroduced to Rhode Island. We had, uh, you know, a nun in our population for the longest time. And then some of the biologists uh, reintroduced them to the area. And uh, it's quite a creature and quite a predator. 
and also another animal that's feeding heavily on the wild turkeys in the program that we have here throughout New England. A fisher is one of the few cats uh, that will, or few predators that will go right into the trees when the wild turkeys are roosting and have a field day on them too. Okay, I think that's enough for you, Jeff. Have a great day.